Live. Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Pastor Lester. I'd like to welcome all you this morning to our early morning, Thursday morning. Amen. Testimony service. We have young four-year-old grandson, Carter Alexander Hayes, who's going to talk to us this morning, whatever the Lord laid on his heart. Uh, amen. He's standing by with his papa, Alex Hayes. So, Carter, anytime you're ready, man, tell us what you want to tell us this morning. Are you there, Carter? Got to take it off. Start. Got to do star six to talk to us. All right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We have received some fresh manna from heaven this morning. Amen. Shout go out to Carter this morning, sharing us, blessing us with the word of the Lord. Amen. For that seed is in him. Amen. And it will continue to produce. Thank you so much, Carter Alexander. Hayes, our youngest grandson four and a half years old and we thank him for his testimony this morning amen anything else you want to say to us carter uh yes sir go ahead man thank you you know uh,
All right, Carter, Carter, you go, man, amen. We love you, Carter, man. Thank God for that, brother, amen. Got the word, and you've got a prayer life, brother. God bless you, amen. All right, then, I, I tell you, we can't touch that, man. I heard the word of God in his testimony, and we heard the prayer, man, of the righteous coming forth there, so we know we're going to get some return on that. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 22 verse 6 for all the parents out there this morning that are receiving this hearing this it said train up a child in the way that they should go and when they get old they will not depart from it deuteronomy says keep that word before them keep it near them be with heaven and study it with them in the mornings and throughout the day when you come in sit down and go over that word with them and we know that he is being taught and trained by his parents in the right way amen and we're so proud Amen. Of the parents doing their job and we're so proud of the children being obedient to their parents. Amen. And taking that instruction and sharing it with us this morning. And so the Lord says, suffer not these little ones to come into me for such is the kingdom of God. And so we thank God this morning for you, Carter. Great example for your little sister, big brother. And we thank Alex and we thank Crystal Hayes this morning for laboring to make sure that they understand and that they learn the word and to give them the opportunity. Amen. Praise the Lord. Pastor Sheridan, I man, we're so happy. Papa and Nana, so happy to hear your voice, man, as you give God praise this morning and put him in remembrance of his word. All right. Who else this morning got a testimony? Standing in line. Who else this morning want to share their testimony? Go right ahead. Line is open.
way, you know, it was just like God started striking him. He just started touching my mind. I just started, you know, remembering my scriptures that were in my heart. Things just started coming to me. And then Pastor Eric prayed, prayed for me on that phone line. Um, after that, my the adjuster, the insurance adjuster that came up, and he was standing beside me, and I just noticed somebody kept, you know, kept walking up behind me. He would walk off and he would walk back up. And I just had to pray, you know. I, had, I was in the prayer, so um, as we prayed, you know, I saw police coming up to me, and I told Pastor Eric, I said, thank you, Pastor talk to these people, I see them coming for me, so, as I got off the phone, um, try to wrap it up, but as I got off the phone, Pastor Eric, um, adjusted back there, and he just, uh, the whole time I was praying, I was screaming, thank you Jesus, and, you know, just lifting up the name of the Lord, just thanking God the whole time, and as he came up, he, he noticed, and he, he was like, me and him start talking, and he was like, you know, he was like, you're here for a reason, like, you know, he started talking to me, and I was, I was just thanking Jesus the whole time we were talking, and I was just like, you know, I'm so thankful, and I began to tell him, you know, about the prayer line, and, you know, I know that God has a plan for my life, um, you know, I began to tell him, you know, when you start trying to walk, right, and you really, you know, try to discipline yourself to do that, and seek God every day, you know, trials come, tests come. I began to tell him, you know, well, the devil got a fight on his hands now, you know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight him. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to do what I have to do to stay connected. And, and uh, you know, he began to minister back to me and tell me about his testimony. And uh, me and him, we sat down, we talked about our testimony, lifted up the name of Jesus. And this is through all this, you know, as total recovery people are working, you know, um, this is going on. Insurance just he came right on time and he began to take pictures of the scene and he began to go talk to people um, on my behalf. I believe the Lord sent him out there. You know, he began to go talk to the city council and the people of the town, police chief on my behalf. And um, so, going to talk about the, uh, the second part of the testimony, you know, the people that the tow truck recovery people they were very nasty towards me, you know, they just began to like, you know, trying to kind of, um, you know, they were very argumentative, they were very, um, when I, when I talked to the guy who owned the tow truck company, the first thing he said to me was, let me tell you how this is going to go, and uh, he was just like, we're going to tow everything out here, granted, um, my business, we own um, our truck, so that's not, um, the company that I contract with that's not their property so that's our truck so um, they were trying to take my truck as collateral um, thank God there was no physical damage to my actual truck and um, it was just the trailer that was that was destroyed and these people began to they saw a truck over there it's a nice new truck it was clean you know and, and they saw it and they were like we're taking that as collateral for payment um, you know, uh, I just, I knew that they were going to try to take it. And at some point I was like, I knew that they couldn't. They couldn't legally take it if there was nothing wrong with it. And, um, you know, the guy just kind of raised, started raising his voice and he, would, he began to call.
like this is not, I don't know where you from, but this is, you know, Brandon, Alabama. This is Alabama. Around here, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. And this is where we, and he just took that tone from that point on. Um, you know, I just was in the face of hate, racism, you know, just so many things going on at this point. And um, granted, I had just been through a traumatic experience to be dealing with this. But, you know, I thank God for giving peace, you know. He, he kept me in perfect peace. And, um, you know, at this time, my family had come out there. My, my wife and children had got to pick me up. Because, I, you know, I had been going back and forth with these people for over an hour and a half now. They tried to take my truck. And, um, you know... I knew they legally couldn't, but I didn't want to come out of my character arguing with these people about this. I understood that I was against a great enemy at the time. Um, just so many, I'm not even going to give them the credit for being a great enemy. It was just so many people out there against me. Um, and, you know, I understood that I, I couldn't fight that battle. You know, I had to sit on the sideline and talk to my, my savior, my strength, you know. Upon doing that, God sent someone out there to fight on my behalf, you know, and I just had to sit back and think on him, and at this point, like I said, my family had came out there, and, um, you know, me thinking that I'm going to have to, they're going to tow my truck, I began to gather my personal belongings, my important personal belongings out of my truck, my wife parked beside my truck so I could do this, and this guy looked up, one of the tow truck guys, he looked up, he said, is that your wife over there? backing her truck up beside that truck, blocking it in. And um, he immediately just took off and ran towards my wife. And, um, you know, I immediately broke from the conversation with the police officers. And, you know, they were over there talking about it. I immediately broke from them and ran over and jumped in front of him in between him and my wife. And I told him, I said, don't you dare threaten my wife. And um, at this point, he pushed me in my chest, he pushed me in my chest. And um, as I, you know, as I thought about this situation, you know, I just, I really was at the point where, you know, um, I was just under attack and I knew that I had to face this the correct way because here I was in Grundy's, Alabama, a place where obviously, you know, there's racial tension. Um, this man was calling me a black so-and-so in the middle of the street in front of everybody on me boy he called me a uh, 400-year-old word to my face you know i was faced with all this in front of my family and there's a scripture that says um that talks about god will not tempt us more than we can bear than we're able and through it all he will make a way of escape and as i looked at my family God sent them out there right on time for me to look over there and see them and think about my future, think about the true win of the situation. Because, Lord, I was not going to let them folks trick me off the street, trick me out of my life. First of all, he saved my life the moment before that. Then, you know, he gave me a way out of that situation because I was at the point where I literally, I literally, you know, could have handled this situation in a way. I just think about how many young black men do not make it out of that situation with their freedom, with their life. You know, many people would have pulled a, pulled a gun on that 
could have physically done what I almost wanted to at, at the time. But God kept me when I saw my family. You know, you know that's the second part of that testimony. You know, God kept me in my right mind at that moment. And, um, you know, third, just dealing with this afterwards. It was very, very difficult at times to process everything because sometimes when you're dealing with God, you know, it's going to be some losses. It's going to be some wins that look like losses. You know, somebody, you know, verbally assaulting me and my family, you know, going through all that, that looked like a loss to the, to the natural, but spiritually that was a win because, you know, through it all, we upheld our faith represented Christ, and we were able to talk to a few people out there about Christ, you know, about Jesus and what he's doing in our life. It was evident, you know, that where our faith was in that situation, there was at least three or four people where it was evident, you know, about faith in Jesus Christ, what we believe uh, through that situation, and that's the win right there. So, uh, the tow, there was one of the tow truck drivers that was in my truck. Because the man that ran over and chased up my family, he told him to go get in that truck and drive the truck off when he saw, you know, us going over there. As um, I went over there, I said, you know where you're going Hello. Right. Well, thank you, Alex. I know that was very difficult to relive that, to rehash that, to rethink that. But we thank you for that powerful testimony. Amen. And uh, we're going to keep rolling right along. If there are any more testimonies, I just want to say a couple of things. Uh, I think a good place right here about that. I wrote down some things as he was talking. And 
And uh, the first thing was, if you notice, he called on the name of Jesus. That's one of the first things he did, just start calling on the name of Jesus. That's a hint to a lot of us right there, you know, something like that, hit by a train, processing all of that at the time, you're still alive. And the first thing he does is start calling on the name of Jesus. Second thing he did was he made a phone call to uh, try to call us. Uh, we were unavailable, called Pastor Eric. Thank God he had a list of people that he knew the call that he could get to pray with him and, 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 and advise him. And that was the second thing he did. He called Pastor Eric and they began to pray together. The prayer of the righteous, the Bible says, availeth much. The factual fervent prayer, the book of James, chapter 5, verse 16, talks about that. Uh, and then he goes on, and, uh, and God gave him favor because there were people who came up who saw God on him, saw the mantle of God on him, heard him praying, heard him calling on the name of Jesus, and God gave him favor right there in the midst of that situation because we've been declaring the victory over situations and circumstances up to that point, and there it is. God gave him favor right in the midst of that. And then there was protection. He was protected. He was shielded. Wow. He'd been praying. He was listening to the podcast. The word was still working and manifesting and talking back to him, ministering back to him. And the Lord, we had prayed. Remember, y'all put them angels around them to keep them and watch over them. So we see that hedge of protection. It worked. And then we see God make his enemies be at peace with him. You know, here the man come fussing. Next thing you know, he hear him praying and now he turns around and the, 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 the tow truck operator and give him favor so he's able now to share the gift and, and the scripture says there's no weapon formed against us that will prosper over us these weapons will be formed but they will not prosper over us and then uh you know they just want they'll be formed but they won't prosper over us amen and then i want to say that's in isaiah 54 and i think it may be 17 amen but then it goes on to say, you know, God always have the final say as we can see how this ended because God has the final say, you know. And one thing I want to say to you, because we're just now uh, looking at two guys who are dead right now because they reacted differently. They may not have had the relationship with God that Alex have. They may not have been that blessed and that fortunate. I don't know, but I know right now there is two young men that are dead at the hand of a, a situation that got out of hand. And we thank God that Alex is alive today to give this testimony, bring his young son on to testify to the word of God. And we know that we're, I want y'all to hear me good at this statement right here. We're still recording testimonies. This is my testimony as the father and grandfather of those two men you just heard, you know, because I know, and my pastor Sheridan and I, we know, Pastor Pepper, we, we know that prayer works. We know that God favors us. We know that the blood of Jesus covers us, but you have to understand, and I'm so glad he did, that we're not fighting against flesh and blood. Those people out there are just people that don't know God. Some of them might know God, but sometimes flesh overrules and they get caught up in their emotions. They get caught up in their racism and their prejudice and, and, and power go to their head and they start going back to those old fleshly ways. But it's flesh and blood, okay? It's flesh and blood. The enemy, okay, will try to use those people. He will influence those people, amen? Don't forget this, that it's flesh and blood. And how do we overcome evil? By doing what's good, amen? We overcome evil by doing what's good. That kind word, I could see Alex now fighting back that opportunity, man, to stand up for his family, to stand up for his right, stand up for his truck. He was a truck owner, but he was fighting back that flesh, man, because... 
He knew that I'm not fighting against flesh and blood here. He knew the weapons of my warfare, they're not carnal, but they mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. He knew that in this world you live in, you're going to have trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer because Jesus has already overcome this world. He knew that First John, the book of First John chapter 4, verse 4 says, that great is he that's in me than he that is in this world. He knows, as, he, as you heard him say, the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, that, you know, God will put no more on you then he know you can bear. And with every temptation, he'll make a way for you to escape out of it so you can bear it. He knew this. Amen. He knew this. And so we thank God. Amen. For this powerful testimony. And when he is continuously uh, finished processing this process, uh, we're going to have him to come. I know him. He wants to minister the word of God about this experience. Amen. And we're going to bring him on at a later date when he's ready to release a word about all of this as he processes it and get it all together. But we thank God for watching over him and keeping him. We thank God that we're able to look at it, listen to it now coming straight from him, uh, you know, articulating the details that we were, that we didn't, we wasn't there. And then to just look at how, you know, God brought his family to him, brought them there safely. There was no panic. They came in, man, and, and it just, you know, just to see all that unfold and then to take that stand for his family, you know, and then and even in that process, you know, to be able to be there to cover and to stand up and to, you know, protect his family. And at the end of the day, to see God give him the victory that he was able to drive away in his truck, which was his truck. They owned that truck. They bought that truck and it not be damaged. The trailer tore to pieces, but their lives and still intact you know, still in the right mind enough to be able to drive away his in his truck, to drive all the way from that part of Alabama home with his wife and his two kids. Amen. That's nothing but the favor of God. That's the goodness of the Lord at work right there. And so we thank God for that. With all this tragedy happening to young black males right now, that was a very wise move on his part because I know he's he's armed to protect himself. And so don't think for a minute, you know, that that, you know, that if it went the other way, you know, we don't know. But, you know, but I thank God that he knows the weapons of his warfare at that time are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And he pulled that thing down and he pulled away and he's alive today to testify about it. What a powerful testimony this morning. Amen. And so we just going to stay in this vein right here. Amen. Uh, and I'm, and if there are any more testimonies, I'm going to give you a few minutes here. Any more testimonies at this time? Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Carter. Are there any more testimonies at this time? Creating a power culture for God, we ahead and pray for her. 
then the next day, after, uh, the day after, I received a call. And they told me, the two days after I received a call, they told me that my grandniece was home, playing, jumping all over the house. And I said, thank you, Jesus. And so um, I just want to glorify God. I just want to say thank you, Lord Jesus, for your love and your kindness. And because of this prayer line that every morning we receive the word of God, then I was able to stand. And, you know, for God's sake, you will, you will be with me in the day of trouble. He is my refuge and my fortress in him. I put my trust. The Bible says in Psalms 91, he would, he would dwell in the shelter of the Most High, will abide in the shelter of the Almighty. I will say, of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress and my God in whom I trust. I tell you, our God is able, and there is nothing he cannot do. There is nothing he cannot change. All things are possible with our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Matthew 19, verse 26. So if you are out there listening, it's not by chance that you are here. It is by divine appointment. You know, so we are here every morning. You know, at 6 a.m., this is a prayer line. A prayer lifeline that changes so many lives. So I thank you all for listening and God bless. Amen. Thank you, Sister Green. Amen for that testimony. Is there another testimony this morning? We might as well roll right on along. If you have a testimony this morning, amen. We'll take it at this time. Pastor Sharon, did you have anything to say this morning? Amen. Amen. Well, the line is still open for testimony. We're still taking testimonies. Amen. I just want to give God the praise and all the honor for great things he's doing in my life. Um, I just had an experience of a um, week here um, dealing with an issue with my car um, and where God reminded me that he already gave me the, the, the notion and the idea and continue to remind me who I am. Um, I made a, a promise, well, I made a, well, yeah, a commitment, let's just say that that um, I would stop being a people pleaser um, and start pleasing myself and start pleasing God, most of all. Um, well, I called to set up reservations to get a rental car so I could put my car in the shop. During this time, they had told me that um, I needed to prove, you know, provide my address where I live at and, you know, to bring bills to prove who I am. And so doing so, um, I didn't have any of that lined up. Um, whatever. So I had to go online and order another driving license and all this and that, you know, trying to go ahead and get everything organized. Now, the old man was there rushing around trying to go ahead and get that done when one thing they were to run through something else to make it happen. But the new thing they thought had to restore upon me, I was patient in, in, in the doing. And I sat and I waited. And so I called again um, the following week. And I talked to someone else. And so close all that out, the lady said, well, man, only thing you got to do is just bring your driver license that you have, and we'll go from there. We have your reservation already set up because you are already a member club. I said, okay, well, thank you. So not at that moment I didn't think on it, but later on the Holy Spirit came me and it said, you, you, you have it already. You, they just told you 
you a member plug. So, in seeing all that, I just say this. I thank God for reminding me that I am a member plug in his kingdom already. I need to continue to stop trying to explain who I am, stop trying to give the people the notion, the idea who I am or whatever, and go on what God has given me in the person to be. So I just want to thank God on today, just reminding me, continue to stay on the path, continue to walk in the will of God. And he has it already laid out. He has it already lined up. I just need to walk. And I just want to give God the praise and all the honor and just share that testimony um, or whatever, because it, it, it did. It, it highlighted me and made me feel really good, and I thank God for that. Amen. Amen. So we thank God for Sister Stephanie, who is a part of this creating a proud culture for God. And we thank God that the old man did not win in this situation, as you heard her testify. But amen, that God was right there just to remind you because the memory of the just is blessed. And thank God that he brought that back to her, that you're no longer pleasing the flesh or operating in the old man. All things have been made new. And we thank God that that new man kicked in and she maintained her peace. Amen. And kept her mind stayed on the Lord as we read in Isaiah 26 and 3. And therefore, she had perfect peace in the situation. It all turned around and worked out together for her good. So we thank God for that. Thank God that she's a part of the proud culture and making the sacrifice to get up every morning, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, like we see in the book of Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. And we see God added some things to her. Amen. And so we give God praise again. There's that favor. Amen. All right. Who wants to be next? Any other testimonies? You know, we were just rolling along with testimonies this morning. You know, thank God. Amen. We overcome the adversary. We overcome the enemies of this world. We overcome all the weapons that are formed, stumbling blocks, hindrances. We overcome strongholds, you know, things formed and planned against us, isms and schisms, all the trappings and wiles of the adversary. We overcome them, you know. We overcome them because God has given us weapons, you know, not like the world. You know, we pull down strongholds and pull down high things, cast them down, to try to exalt themselves above the knowledge of who he is. And we overcome by that with the word of our testimony. When it works, it works. Amen. But you got to work it to know that it works. Thank God for what we've heard so far. Anyone else? Any more testimonies? Any more testimonies? All right, then. Well, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, we're going to just stay right here. We'll record this. I'm going to give you a couple of verses of scripture. And we'll just make this, you know, one solid uh, prayer call Bible study this morning because I'm going to pray in just a second. But I want to just give you a couple of scriptures before we do that. Uh, one you've already heard, uh, uh, as we heard Carter came on and started us off this morning. It's coming out of the book of Proverbs, chapter 22, verse 6. And it says, train up a child. Parents, train up a child in the way that they should go. When they get old, they will not depart from it. Now, we've heard two testimonies about young children. We heard, of, we heard Carter testifying for himself, the word of God, praying. And we also heard Sister Green testifying about her two-year-old uh, little, little relative there, little girl. And so we see that it's working right there, you know. And God says, suffer not them to come into me, for such is, you know, such is the kingdom of God. 
And so we see that God loves children. We see that God's got a plan for them. He's got something in store for them. And the Bible calls them precious gifts from God. Amen. They're precious, perfect gifts from God. And they're not to be taken lightly. Amen. That that you do to them, you do also unto God. So we have to be very careful how we nurture and raise and train these children up. And the best way is for us to be those living examples before them. You know, be those living examples. Don't provoke our children to wrath. Don't make them so mad. Don't deal with them when you're angry. Okay, step back and take some time and chill and then deal with them. I, I, I've, you know, I've learned lessons from that early on. I made mistakes as a parent, you know, getting caught up in your anger. But God tempered that and I had to learn and grow from that. And I would tell you right now, that does not work. But that rod of correction that a lot of people say, well, you spare the rod, you spoil the child. Well, you got to understand what that rod is. That rod is also a rod of instruction. How are they going to know what to do if you don't teach them? You know, and then if they need discipline, you take it to another level of discipline. Okay, but make sure you explain to them why they're being disciplined, what they did and what's wrong about it. And then make sure you explain to them the right way to do it. Let them know there's consequences for wrongdoing. Let them know there is reward for good for doing good. You know, that's how you raise them up and train them up. Real simple, you know, real simple. I did not know that, you know, early on, but I had to learn that. You know, I came up in a household where you got punished if you did something wrong and uh, you got rewarded if you did something right. But it wasn't that clear. Those lines were not that defined for me, you know. And so I, you know, so I took some of those practices that I didn't understand. But I thought just because that's how I was raised, that's how I was going to raise, you know. You know, but the value of that is I was raised up in a Christian home and I'm I'm good today because of that. I wouldn't I wouldn't take nothing for the way I was raised. But you have to find out by the word of God how to raise and train up your children. You know, it's right there in the word. The word teaches us and instructs us how to do that. So take that testimony you all this morning, those testimonies this morning and put them to use. Amen. We're going to be able to come through some things in this life because of our relationship with Jesus Christ, as we've heard this morning. You know, so let's work on that. Let's build on that. And I want to give you a couple of scriptures and it talks about, you know, being in the kingdom of God. You know, we say, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added because we're actually in a spiritual kingdom. We're citizens of a spiritual kingdom as we're living physically on this earth. But our our spirits have been transferred and translated into a kingdom of God. And we have to learn how to function and operate in that kingdom. We are the operators, facilitators, administrators of God's kingdom on this earth. And we have to find our voice and make sure we communicate how to survive in this kingdom, his way of doing things. And so let's see. Let's give you a couple of verses of scripture that talks about that growth. And then we're going to pray for our children and wrap this up. And this is really our mission. This is our duty. And the first scripture I want to give you comes out of the book of Mark, the gospel of Mark, uh, chapter four, verses 31 and 32. It says this, and you, you're not going to see it right away, but if you stick with it, you'll begin to see that seed germinate and produce. Amen. And it says this, it is like a grain of mustard seed. We're talking about the kingdom of God now. When it is sown in the earth, is less than all the seeds that be in the earth. But when it is sown, it groweth up 
and becometh greater than all herbs and shooteth out great branches. That's us, y'all. So that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of it. Now, this is the very prophetic, but it speaks about growth. You know, when we when we first give our life to the Lord, it's like that little small mustard seed. It's like God has just just sown us in this earth realm just with a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of wisdom. But as we continue to water that seed of the word, as we continue to water our salvation, as we continue to stay before God, be consistent before God, keep trusting Jesus, you start to see the kingdom of God beginning to grow in us. And when you look over in the book of Luke, chapter 17, verses 21 and 22, it tells you that we don't look for the kingdom to come from somewhere else. It's already within us. The minute we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we're actually accepting who God is, what God can do, and what he's already done, and what he promised to do. That's the makeup of the kingdom of God. And it says, don't look here, don't look there with observation, thinking some kingdom going to fall down out the sky. No. Okay, that kingdom is future yet to become be brought into Jerusalem and God's going to create that. But right now there is a spiritual kingdom in us. And it says, you know, don't look here. Don't look low there, low here. You can read that in the book of Luke chapter 17, verse 21, I want to say in 22. But it says the kingdom of God is already within us. Everything God is, everything God was and everything God is going to be. Once you accept Jesus Christ, once you accept this Holy Spirit, once you put that word away in your heart, the kingdom of God is already growing inside of you, which is a spiritual kingdom. And that's why he says in the book of 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, greater is he. In other words, greater is the kingdom of God that is in you than any kingdom that's out here in this world. Amen. And so that's what he's talking about there, that little grain of mustard seed. You know, it starts to grow. That's that little word. It starts to grow. That's that little promise God made you. It starts to grow. And he does. He gives very descriptive language here about the kingdom of God that's prophesied. He used a lot of symbology here. He used a lot of farm terminology here. But in overall, what he's talking about is the growth of the kingdom of God in each and every one of us. And that's what I'm hearing this morning in these testimonies, that it is growing in you. Amen. We're hearing it coming out of you. Amen. And so that lets us know that there is growth in the kingdom. There's maturity in the kingdom. You're learning how to operate the principles of the kingdom. Okay. The rules of the kingdom, the laws of the kingdom, and they're working out together for your good. Amen. And look at what he says. I like the way this ends. He says, shooteth out and shooteth out great branches. Remember, he's divine. We're connected to the vine through a relationship, a covenant relationship, and we're the branches and we produce fruit. Now, what is that fruit, Pastor? Look at what it says right there. It says that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of it. You may think he's talking about birds there. No, Alex ran into a police officer that, that, uh, that he was able to share with. There was a truck company, a tow company owner he was able to share with. See how those people came and just for a minute, they lodged under the shadow of what Alex was putting, what he was displaying. He was producing fruit on his branches, fruits of righteousness. He was praying. That's the fruit. He was praying. He was calling on the name of Jesus. And they came just like birds sometimes looking for a place to light. They just nourished right under the shadow of that. They were benefited from that. They just came right under that. Amen. And so understand the concept there. That's growth, okay? 
That's the fruit that comes off your branch, you know, witnessing, calling on the name of Jesus, praying, you know, kind words, doing good in the midst of all of that, biting your tongue, holding back, you know, that rage and that anger, being angry, but not sinning, overcoming that with good and kind words, like pouring oil, hot oil on the enemy's head. All that was in play. That's the shadow of things right there, see? You know, that's the branch right there producing fruit in the midst of that chaotic situation. A lot of you face the same thing. Sister Stephanie, you know, a lot of us face the same thing. But then in the book of Acts chapter 5 verse 14, it says this. The book of Acts chapter 5 verse 14. And believers were the more added to the Lord multitudes, both men and women. There were some people out there that day that saw that fruit. And they're being added right now because that word that he shared with them, that encouragement, it ain't going nowhere. It is not going to come back void. Even with us on this prayer line, these testimonies are going to reach out and touch people. And there are going to be many people wanting to Christ as a result of this. We give God praise for that. Amen. Add it to the Lord. To Notice what he said now. Add it to the Lord. Multitudes, both men and women. And uh, my last scripture, the book of Revelation, chapter 11, verse 15. I love this. We go all the way to the end of to spin it back and, and see what he says here. He says, And the seven angels sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdom of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And so that's what we're doing. We're building toward the end, how this thing is going to end. That kingdom. This kingdom in this world going to pass away, but then God's going to come and, and build a new Jerusalem, a new heaven, a new earth. He's going to establish his kingdom in Jerusalem, going to be the headquarters, and we're going to be with the Lord. We're going to get to see the Lord. We're going to take off this corruption, put on incorruption. We're going to take off this mortality, put on immortality, and we will forever be with the Lord because we'll finally see the Lord the way he is, and we'll be with him. Because we'll be out of these old bodies that ache and hurt and pain and get angry and sin and sometimes cross the line. But we'll put on a new man. We have on a new man now. But we're working out our salvation with fear and trembling. We got to do it all the way to the end so we can be saved that we might spend eternity with the Father. And so all these trials and tribulations, they don't come to destroy. They come to make you strong. And so, Father, this morning, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you for these powerful testimonies. We thank you for these who are testified this morning. We thank you that they understand, Father God, all those that are out there hearing these and, and listening to these testimonies, that will continue to listen to these testimonies. They're powerful testimonies. But, Father, you told us in the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verses 10 and 11, you said the enemy, our adversary, the devil, Satan himself, he comes but... For to tempt us, Lord God, and to accuse us before you, God. And you said he's an accuser of the brethren. He accused us day and night. But, Father, you said that we overcome our accusers. We overcome our enemies by the blood of the Lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. We thank you that the blood still works and covers us. And when the death angel come knocking at the door to try to tempt us, we know, God, according to the book of John, chapter 10, verse 10, you said these words, Jesus, to your followers. You said that Satan, our adversary, the devil, our adversary, he comes but for to kill and for to, for, to, for to kill and steal and to destroy. But you said, I come that you may 
have life and that you may have it more abundantly. So we thank and praise you right now. You said that no weapon formed against us will prosper over us. And when the weapons are formed, God, you always, God, make a way for us to escape, Lord God. And so we give you praise. We give you glory that you will put no more on us. You don't tempt us, Lord, nor are you tempted by evil, Lord God, nor do you tempt any man, Lord God. But you said that you will always make a way for us to escape out of the traps, the, 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 the wiles of the adversary, Lord God, that we might be able to bear every test, every trial, every situation and circumstance. So we give you the praise. We pray for our children right now. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus for our children. Father God, that your word will prevail over our children and in our children and be it unto them according to the book of Acts chapter 19, verse 20. We pray, Lord God, for these recent murders, these recent lives that were lost. These were somebody's sons and daughters, Lord God, these shootings. And Father, we're praying that you would dry up this bloodshed, this murdering spirit out here right now. Shut it down. Cancel it this morning. We bind it this morning. We forbid it, Lord God, in the name of Jesus to claim and take another life through a shooting, whether it be abuse of power and authority and position by our police officers who are supposed to protect the public. Lord God, we're just praying right now that your protection, your heads of protection will be around our young African and black men, any young person, any male, any person, God, right now that is dying at the hand of a murdering spirit right now. And so we just pray that your word will prevail over our children as we read in the book of Acts chapter 19, verse 20. We pray that they are taught of the Lord and continue to be taught according to the word of God in the book of Isaiah chapter 54 verse 13 that they will be the fruit of godly instruction and correction as we read in the book of Proverbs chapter 13 verse 1 as we heard from young Carter this morning. Lord we thank and praise you that great is their peace the peace of our children and undisturbed composure, Lord God, with all this that's going on, be it in the name according to the book of Isaiah chapter 54, verse 13. And Father, we pray <coughs> that you give us parents counsel and wisdom in bringing up our children in the book of as it is in the book of Proverbs chapter 2 verse 6 so be it unto our children and father we say this morning we declare this morning that they are obedient they're not conforming to the things of the flesh or the world be it unto them according to the first book of Peter chapter 1 verse 14 but let them be holy in all their conduct Lord God consecrated and separated from the things of this world, God, and that they love not this life unto death, Lord God, but they would have a word of testimony, your word of testimony in their mouth, be it unto them according to the first book of Peter chapter 1 verse 15. And Father, we're praying this morning in the name of Jesus that our children would desire the pure milk of the word of God that they may grow thereby, not only the children but the parents responsible for raising them and be it unto them this morning according to the word of God in the book of first Peter chapter 2 verse 2, that they, God, that our children are swift to hear, slow to speak, and and slow to wrath. Don't let them get angry and lose control in the midst, O oh Lord God, of weapons being formed against them and hatred, Lord God, because of the color of their skin. And be it unto them in the name of Jesus, according to the book of James, chapter 1, verse 19. We pray that their conduct is without covetousness, be it unto them according to the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 5. And they are content with what they have, be it unto them according to the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 5 that they do not forget to do what is right and to share it with others 
as we see in the book of Hebrews chapter 13, verse 16. And Father, we pray that our children will grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, as it is in the second book of Peter, chapter 3, verse 18, abounding more and more in how they should walk and please you above all things, be it unto them according to the word of God in the book of that first Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 1, that they submit to their elders and to one another and to all authority and being clothed with humility amen that they walk therein be it unto them according to the first book of peter chapter 5 verse 5 that they cast their cares upon you father for you careth for them just like you do their parents Father, in the name of Jesus, be it unto them, be it unto those parents, according to the first book of Peter, chapter five, verse seven. And we thank you that they are doers of the word and not hearers only, parent and child, be it unto them, according to the book of James, chapter one, verse 22, effectively sharing their faith with others as it is in the book of Philemon, chapter one, verse six, and not having the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind, be it unto them, we declare it this morning, according to the second book of Timothy, chapter one, verse seven, and Father, you have saved them and called them with a holy calling, not according to works, but according to your own purposes, be it unto them, according to the word of God in the book of second Timothy, chapter one, verse nine, deliver them from every evil work and preserve them, protect them, watch over them, keep them, cover them with your blood, be it unto them according to the second book of Timothy, chapter four, verse 18, that they be no means, that by no means would they follow strangers, not knowing their voices, but they'll follow you, God, your leading Holy Spirit, be it unto them according to the word of God in the book of John chapter 10, verse five, we pray that they continue to abide in, abide in, in, in your word, Lord God, in your favor, in Jesus' wonderful name. Put a hedge of protection around our children right now. We thank and praise you for parents right now, Lord God. We will train their children up in the way they should go, that when they get old, they will not depart from it. We give you praise, glory and honor for every testimony, your word that is going out this morning. Let it not come back, Lord, for it's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray these prayers. Amen and amen. Thank God. Amen. All right, then. Amen. We give God praise this morning for everything.